This is Hitting the Table with the Deadly Demon Crew, where we talk about board games and deconstruct them, hopefully constructively. My name is Alan Brooks. I do art for Deadly Demon Games, and it is hard to read and talk at the same time. So we're just going to go around the table and do some basic introductions of uh, your name, who you are, why we should care, what you do for the the company, and uh, just like a brief game history. I'm Billy Gillies. I am... The founder, CEO, executive producer, design director for Deadly Demon Games. I've been playing games literally my entire life. It became my entire existence when I finally got into college for games. And since then, I've just been doing my level best to make games every single day of my life. Can I ask you a question, though, Billy? Hmm? Do you think this is a game? You know what? Sometimes, yes. Okay. <sighs> I'm Tim Chaporian. I'm a uh, editor for the company. Um, I have also been playing games for over two decades now, and I agreed to help out a couple of years back, and uh, since then it's been a bit of a wild ride, but here we are. I want to point out that this is our very first time recording, and Tim waved at the microphone. <laughs> Hello. No, I'm not going to dispute that. <laughs> hey, he's a friend. Call Mike. Hi, friend. Yeah. <sighs> I know, that was bad. <laughs> Uh, my name is Jason Prowley. I'm the uh, co-founder and creative director of Diddly Demon Games. I do a lot. I do all of pretty much the creative generation and all right stories and you know all of that jazz about the the worlds of games and kind of the narrative flavor. And you know my game experience. I'm definitely probably the the filthy casual of the group. I enjoy games. I like playing them. I'm fine with getting beaten, which happens all the time uh, at games, whether they're video games or board games. I just enjoy the uh, experience, kind of the uh, the human connection that happens with board games. I think is pretty and uh, pen and paper RPGs. Uh, shameless plug for Opal and Destiny Rising. Uh, and uh, <laughs> well, uh, that's that's pretty much my role. I'm the the lore guy. I'm the de facto. Lord Master. Jason's cool. one-man show will be called Filthy Casual. <laughs> That's fair. It'd be like a Gallagher show where the front row all gets smocks. smocks. <laughs> I don't know what is going to go on them. <laughs> I, I am, I'm oh, Justin yeah. Miller. I'm a, a game tester here, and I also do uh, do writing for the Opalon Extended Universe and whatever else they need me to in the future. Uh, I've been playing games for, God, like my whole life. I play a frankly unhealthy amount of video games uh, for, for board games I started about a year and a half ago was uh, was D&D met up with this group started playing a lot more tabletop games and uh, pen and paper RPGs yeah super psyched we're doing this Weird. Uh, and as I mentioned before, my name's Alan Brooks. I uh, served as art director for another shameless plug, Opaland Destiny Rising. Uh, did all most of the pretty pictures for the book. Uh, as far as games go, I feel like everybody said I've been playing games forever. Uh, the games I tend to lean towards are uh, horror-themed games, board games, uh, social experiment games, like facing the wrong way in an elevator and seeing if anyone will get in it with you. Things like that. That being said, we are here to talk about Smash Up, the uh, shuffle deck building game of total awesomeness, which was what was written on the box. And I really just want to tip my hat for modesty, right? Um, these guys really just, they thought they had a modest product and they let us know. We should take notes. Um, so the way this is going to work, I'll give you guys a quick rules explanation, even though we all literally just finished playing the game. But, you know, maybe you weren't paying attention. And then we'll go around and uh, kind of just give our, our rant about the game, any initial thoughts we had. Um, and then we will uh, debate until one of us dies. And then uh, oh, at the end of it, we'll kind of go around and talk about what games we've been playing recently. Uh, Smash Up, competitive card game, uh, where you essentially take two factions out of a series of factions. When I say faction, I mean sort of like cliche stereotype archetypes, like ninjas, aliens, dinosaurs, ghosts... The ninjas, ninjas, travelers, aliens, aliens, ninjas and pirates is the like quintessential like yeah like kind of that was like the core like okay these groups are rivals over the internet absolutely and I think you know ninjas versus pirates but then having ninjas and pirates together is what Smash <laughs> Up gives you. yeah it's not it doesn't have like a traditional story like a lot of games do but you know having those two things together in your head really just kind of creates it on the spot <laughs> I've uh, played games where I was time traveling plants and I just I really I just wanted to see that movie <laughs> just a total normal movie but like a philodendron in the back like <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm pretty sure. Wasn't that uh, the, ha- the Happening, right? Was, was that it? Uh, yeah, The Happening was yeah. the M. Night Shyamalan movie where trees killed people by just being trees. Problems for originality, you know what? They actually killed everyone because Mark Wahlberg was cast in that movie. Oh, all right. That's how you do that. So, you smash these two factions, fashions, factions together. Smash the fascists together. Polka dots and stripes. That's what we're all about. You smash them together and form your deck, and then you compete around the table to claim bases which are on the table by putting your minions on them and uh, scoring points and then you also have actions your turn it's a very fast paced game um anybody my uh, first to 15 wins Awesome. I mean, there are a million little rules, but those are just going to pop up as the game occurs. Absolutely. Uh, personal favorite rule, before I forget it, is how they break ties. Uh, you just play until there isn't one, and gameplay gets aggressive. In theory, it could go on forever. Yes. Uh, this is the game that never ends. Oh, it no. It just goes on and on, my friends. I guess I'll start it off with uh, with my rant. I actually had a lot more problems with this game than I thought I did. Mm-hmm. I suggested it as the first game because I was like, oh, I love this game. It'll be really good. And then as I'm sitting here trying to deconstruct it, I was like, man, I actually, I'm not, I don't, I don't like this game. <laughs> There's a lot of take that mechanics. And when I say that, I mean just cards that you play that like, there really just aren't an answer to. It's a lot of just... <laughs> playing cards being like your minion is gone suck it you just you can't do anything about that Mm. um there's a decent amount of waiting for your turn which is odd in a fast-paced game Mm -hmm. i will say the theme absolutely jumps out uh there's no narrative to speak of but like when it comes down to theme this game hits it you know i wanted to be bear cavalry uh robots and i was i was those things (laughs) and that was that was excellent Uh, you definitely do feel immersed in the game as you're going uh it definitely gets more intense as it goes on yeah no my big issue is uh there's not there's not a lot to do on other people's turns. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've all played the games where, like, you can sit there and you can think about your turn, but generally by the end of the guy next to you, you kind of, you know what you're going to do, and you just kind of put your hand down, and you're like, what am I going to make for dinner? <laughs> yeah. Like, magic has, like, interrupts and stuff like that. I mean, not that Smash Up is trying to be magic gathering, sure. but, like, um, you kind Aren't of... are we all trying to be magic together? <laughs> yeah. You gotta... just have magic. I don't need to gather anything. You have more you that strategy magic, with that kind of game than, than Smash Up, which, I mean, definitely has a strategy to yeah. it. I was going to say it needs more, like, reaction cards. Uh, I know, like, Shinobi, like, ninjas, like the Shinobi and the spies, they do have a few, not main, maybe, like, one or two, but it'll definitely give you, you know, a few things to do during your turn, because you're absolutely right, a lot of it is just me waiting, sitting to do nothing, and play, play, done. Yeah, Yeah, I was was noticing that a lot when I'm sitting there, I played my thing, and now I just sort of wait. And I'm not necessarily sure what I'm going to do on my next turn, because I'm going to draw two cards at the beginning of that turn. That's another really good point, yeah. Right? So I'm sitting there going, I could probably do this, but first I have to see kind of what the field is going to look like when it gets back to me. That actually kind of filled me with a sense of dread. Right. Which I don't know if I liked or not, but there were four of us playing, and I would look at the board state and be like, I have this excellent plan for next turn. But it doesn't matter. Because it's not going to make it back the around The board state will be completely different. Yeah, it's not going to make it back around. So I'm looking at this thing going, yeah, I could do any number of things with this if the board stays exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. of course, it won't. And so it gets really muddled and really confused. And then by the time it's yeah. back to my turn, the thing I wanted to do not only is not as effective as I want it to be, but could p- potentially be detrimental to sure. me, especially when some somebody's playing something like Leprechauns, yeah. and they're dropping actions on this thing that are like, hey, anybody who does stuff here is going to have a bad day about it. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but during that time, I'm just sitting there going, well, now what? I guess I could wait and watch, but watching someone else make a decision isn't that exciting, especially when you don't have any information about the decision they're making. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to touch on before... Two things I want to touch on before I forget them, and then we can keep moving around with the rant. Um, art style, this game crushes it. Oh, oh it is spectacular. Crushes it. Yeah. The fact that... The, the backs of the cards, sure, they're kind of boring. I'm the kind of nerd that's going to sleep them up anyway. Yeah. Um, but the borders on the cards... Beautiful. The card art itself, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the UI aspect of it, not just from the, the card art, which is really important in a game that doesn't really have a narrative. That's mm-hmm. what's going to sell anybody who cares about it. Oh, yeah. Because you can really tell a story through some of those images. Like, you see that bear cavalry of a dude on a bear, and that's enough. Yep. But, or you're totally borscht, which is just like a bear shooting a drone out of the sky. Yeah, exactly. And that's <laughs> very clearly this thing. It that could have been the cover for the, the game, time. and I would have bought it twice. 
But at the same time, what I'm noticing is not only is the art really like powerful and and it Evocative. jumps it, it jumps off the card, yep. but at the same time, they did a really good. Uh, they did a really good job of, of setting up the way that the UI works out so that when you're playing these cards, you know immediately what faction you're playing mm-hmm. with just on the color and type font of the cards you're playing with. They did a really interesting thing um, with borders in the sense that the title of the card sits on top of the art, but the art in some cases, uh, especially in the expansions, which we won't talk about a whole lot, breaks the border of the card, which actually means it does sit in front of the information, which when you say it jumps out at you, it quite literally does, uh, which is brilliant and super subtle. Something I wanted to mention, just to, to kind of tie out my rant here, really quick, I wanted to mention the humor uh, humor hits home the first time, but I actually, very quickly when you play this game repetitively, the humor is not really like humor. Is, you have the initial the joke. Of the humor. So like, like you're totally borscht. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or the combination of like I'm ninja zombies, I'm necromancers, right. or like I'm robot plants, I'm not plants. Um, and that comes, that kind of humor comes from novelty. I, I do want to finish this real quick and then we can keep going with uh, with rants. There is a lot of strategy in this game. And there's not a lot of strategy that jumps out at you immediately. I would call this a beer and pretzels game. I would call this a game that you might use as like a palatable game night game before you jump into something more like Ghost Stories or Arkham Horror or Risk. It doesn't matter. Pandemic is another good example. The Firefly game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Uh, We're going to play for nine hours today. (laughs) One hour will be this game. Eight hours will be this other game. And then we won't call each other for a week. (laughs) But there's a lot of strategy in in this kind of beer and pretzels game that doesn't jump out right away. And it came up in our game of uh, strategically moving to second or third, taking bases, moving people from other bases. There's... The, the, the thoughts you're having on other people's turns and on your turn are all almost completely strategic. Unless you're so far in last that you're just kind of playing corkscrew or a wrench, I guess, playing tool. Um, unless you're trying to mess up the people uh, ahead of you. And that's another thing I wanted to bring up. This game really supports kingmaking uh, in the sense that there were a lot of points where like, hey guys, Billy's about to win. Everyone immediately was like, well, he can't. Yeah. Um, so our entire game wasn't I don't or it wasn't I want to win it was I can't have you win first yeah uh, or I at least want to get closer that's pretty much the end of my rant I'm gonna tie it up in a neat little bow by saying I actually did like this game even though I just shat on it for like five minutes <laughs> you're, you're right about the last part I mean like it, it, a lot of times the second place person or third place person will end up winning it's like the Mario Kart scenario I mentioned during the game mm. you know at the end of the race you don't want to be in first because everybody is just gonna gun for you and then like you're just gonna get knocked you're in the blue shell territory yeah, it's yeah. no man's land yeah you're gonna get hit by the blue shell right before you cross the finish line and then you'll land on a banana peel yeah <laughs> you'll land on a banana peel and then you'll throw the Wiimote at the TV and then you have to buy a whole bunch of new stuff. There's a warning on it every time you open, you start off the Wii. You know what they don't tell you in that warning, though? Is that if you throw the Wiimote and you forgot that you've tied it to your wrist, you will hit yourself in the face. <laughs> Somebody knows that from experience. I don't want to talk about it. Um, That's okay, because we have plenty of time to talk about it. Fair enough. We're sitting here literally talking about it. Um, anybody want to go next for a rant? We can go round table. We could uh, fight so, for it. I, I found it... i played this game a number of times, and I find it enjoyable while I'm doing it there is a lot of that of that kingmaker thing of sitting there going who is really close there is the potential in that while it's nice that there's this potential for the the nice tiebreaker idea sure. of just keep playing there are potentials for that to just drag on. I mentioned it with uh, Tim and I's first game ever. Of we won the game. At, or one of I think it was me. Doesn't it matter. Totally matters. It was me. Um, <laughs> won the game at like twenty three points, and no one else was enjoying themselves. Exactly. Uh, well, at the same time, what I'm noticing is that it takes up a deceptively large amount of table space. Yeah, that's it, fair. It's a small card game because you're just putting out a couple of cards on the table and you've got a couple of decks but by mid to late game there's cards all over the table that Mm -hmm. not only is Mm -hmm. it taking up a lot of table space while at the same time it can become very difficult to organize stands to mention too that we use dice more often than not to count up the number of points on a faction Mm -hmm. those dice that's that's a homebrew kind of thing we decided to do that it's not actually 
in, included in the game. Granted, you could use the tokens, but then you'll have like a just a tower of tokens. Yeah, right? You know, just the table, and we're like, well, the game's over. And I, I can attest, I've been yelled at multiple times for for man spreading my cards around the table <laughs> into other people's <laughs> <laughs> into other people's Get territory. It was quite rude. <laughs> so. Well, there's there's that aspect. I do really enjoy the moments when I'm looking at my cards going, this combination can be really devastating. And whether or not the board state is going on, like, for example, I was playing Time Traveling Aliens, mm-hmm. and I found the ability to drop a card to gain a victory point and then bounce it back to my hand over and over again. And if I hadn't gotten that card destroyed by Tim over here, like a jerk, then I would have basically rode that wave to victory and never cared about any of the bases, Mm -hmm. which is interesting from a strategic standpoint, but really undermines the way the game can be played. it's a, it's an optimal it's the first order optimal strategy like it and I think that comes you know we can talk about that when we uh, get into an actual debate. So there were there were pieces that I really enjoyed while at the same time there were pieces that were quite difficult for me to to actually find engaging like those moments where I'm just sitting there going well I played my turn now I will wait five minutes while everyone else makes their decisions and I have to re-examine what the board looks like as my turn begins. But there are also terrific aspects. The art mentioned the the style and the 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 idea of smashing these things together is really nice because it allows you to never necessarily. Well, I mean, at a certain point, you'll reach the large number problem. But for a while, you have the opportunity to play something new each time. Mm. What are these new combinations? And that's really nice from uh, an elegance standpoint. Mm. The complexity is really low, but the depth I can get out of it by smashing these things together different ways is spectacular. Sure. What do you mean when you say elegance? So the the elegance in games is a term used to describe the relationship of complexity to depth. How hard is it to get into this game? And how hard is it to understand what's going on? Mm -hmm. And how much can I get out of it? Yeah. So things like... D&D has a lot of complexity and it's doing that to get itself a lot of depth. Sure. Whereas something like the original Mario, what you'll find is that it has a surprisingly little amount of complexity and from it they are squeezing out all the depth. I've always kind of looked at... uh the complexity versus depth is like a currency kind of idea. Like I'm trying to find the best deal on depth. Like I need to eat for, it's like the college diet. Mm-hmm. Like I need a month's worth of ramen or my depth. But I have <laughs> this much complexity. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so all in all, I enjoyed it, but I find that it will get stale. <laughs> I want to I point out really quick that we as a group are having a very hard time not talking over each other, and I'm, I'm just seeing on, on everybody's faces. You just keep pausing until everyone's like, oh, uh, and then <laughs> start talking. Dude, again. Just jump in. No, no don't. don't. That's the point. Okay. <laughs> I didn't like the game because I never win. And that's my stance on it. I can't win. I never win this game. I can win other games. I can never win Smash Up. And it's because there is so much to take in at one time. You have to look, know what your cards do, what your actions do, what what three, four other people at the table's cards do, their actions do. Things on the base are permanent. You got to worry about the things that are on the base itself and their actions. And oh my God, it's like it, it, it is. I'm starting to get the hang of it, but it's still tough to keep it keep track like all at once. It just fills your brain. That's exact counter to my low complexity argument. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, I think there's something to it though. Not to jump into debating before everybody's ranting about it but um, it is an interesting point that you find the game to be simple uh, but you know with a with a decent amount of depth and Justin finds it to be super complex I'm a simple man I actually well, tend to lean more on his side because I, the factions are good at different things I think I think that the system is very simple I think that the overarching like like this is what the goal is and this is how you get to the goal by like achieving the bases I think that that core concept is very simplistic which I'm not going to get into at the moment but the point is that that simplicity inherently kind of grows with you we have each card with a rule that is now being put down and you have multiple bases and you have multiple new rules with each new person like the complexity definitely grows with the more people that you have. And so it, it can be a lot to keep track of. I think that... It's that Magic the Gathering uh, moment, too, of, like, I want to attack Justin. Justin, really quick, tell me everything all of your cards do. <laughs> I will. Yeah. I will. I'm very gullible. 
Tim, I think you want to like poop a rant right now. I can see it building. <laughs> well, unfor- unfortunately, Jason matched one of my points on the head, which was while the core concept of the game is very simple, play cards, win bases, get victory points, win. Um, there are 50,000, I'm exaggerating, of course, 50,000 little rules. Yeah. No, I counted. You're right. For, for the cards. And it's just like, okay, this faction does this. What is, okay, what does this card do? What does this base do? How do we score this base? What happens when this base scores? Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a complete and utter mess at times. And it's like, now we get, okay, now there's this new base. What does the base do? No, somebody seriously, what does the base do? <laughs> yeah. And then we all have to read the base individually, or somebody has to read it out loud, or very specifically not read it out loud, and it becomes a mess. Uh, it's like a chorus of people like half murmuring it out loud, like, I don't know if I'm making the right choice right now. Uh, it's like it's a round. <laughs> it, it does become a, a cluster of something, and uh, it absolutely, I, maybe that's what they're going for with this, is it's like that it's just craziness happening, because, I mean, you kind of get that theme from the beginning, just that you're taking. You know, the the it's so cool how you can have different decks with different factions. You know, like alien zombies. Like, what even what even is going to happen there? You know, or wizard. What is it? Wizard time travelers. Time traveling wizards. Oh god! Yeah, no. I almost no, want to throw this. Never do that. We banned that. I almost want to throw this point in just so we can test our bleep method. <laughs> uh, but when you say cluster something instead of saying cluster fuck, uh, you literally just made me think the word fuck. <laughs> And my first thought was like, that ass, you just, made me st- you just made me say fuck in my brain, and it wasn't my choice. Well, I think it's pretty easy to know where I was going. <laughs> just as people listening to this would be like, he meant fuck. He meant guys, he meant fuck. <laughs> well, maybe they're, they're like seven, and they don't know all of them yet. Actually, I knew most This is going to go way over their heads. Yeah. <laughs> if they learn anything, it should be the word fuck. We're now going to bleep out every single time. Yeah. It's a mystery. <laughs> I love how the big talking point before we start this is that this is a family-friendly show. Yeah, but we also we talked keep- about bleep. It. How are we gonna we did. We don't swear? That's true. You know what? That's fine. That's okay. I don't know where we're getting all these dice from. <laughs> uh, one deck down. Oh, God. I, I will say that, you know, I did... Okay, I, I still don't like the game, but it is kind of growing on me. I may get to the point where I do like it one day. <laughs> At the end of this conversation. <laughs> Eventually, I will like it. And and that's as I know, as I learned, like, a lot of the new factions. Uh, some of them just didn't work on me. Some of them I was way too, too, you know, too new to board games in general to figure out. Sure. Um, I did kind of get the hang of it. I did kind of really enjoy playing the uh, playing the Tricksters this time. I played... Uh, what would I play? I played like dinosaur tricksters. I don't know how I end up always end up with dinosaurs, but I do. But tricksters is a very anti-action economy. Uh, what their cards do, and like the first couple of times playing, I absolutely hated other people just playing these weird actions and just going on and on and on. Turn, take, pick up a card, put down a card, play the action twenty times in a row. I don't care. And then like I come, tricksters like, no, you can't do that. Every time you do that, you're going to discard a card, or you just can't do that at all. <laughs> Every um, time you play a minion, feel a little bit bad about it yourself. Made me, it made me feel really Aww. good about myself <laughs> because you're hurting other people exactly. <laughs> like the control you're like yeah did that hurt oh are you crying that's wonderful it is. I know I'm not going to win so screw you and you yeah. know what I didn't win Play I came here. pretty I close but but no anyways um, one other point I wanted to make keep and pooping. when I when I played this time um, I was ninja zombies and it is my third time playing zombies and I have won every game I've played zombies. I've won wizard zombies, I've won alien zombies, and I've won ninja zombies. And I think it says something, and I'm not sure quite how the balance would fix itself, but I think there is a significant balance issue in that I've seen a lot of people, myself um, included, win with zombies and just fall apart otherwise. I played one game um, a few times ago when I was alien dinosaurs, and those two things meld together like grease and mold. Ew. Yeah, yeah, it just did not work. Together. That's an image. Yeah. Um, a bit of a smell. And I think, and I think there is something to say about like I've seen a number of factions just simply crap the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that I always think to, the one that I've always seen people do terribly with, and it didn't pop up this game was pirates. I have yeah. never seen pirates do well. 
It's it's yeah. funny that you should say that that everyone wants with zombies because I have never won with zombies. See, I was going to say something about that that balance issue is that it, it seems to me that there are certain factions that are just inherently better than others, mm-hmm. and that's I think one of the reasons that they force you to pick your factions blind, mm-hmm. sure. because otherwise you would really immediately just grab the dominant strategy and go, I'm going to just ride this to the end. And we're going to try to I guess talk more about the core box, but that definitely comes in with the expansions. This is sort of that director's cut, theatrical cut mm-hmm. argument. Of like we all saw Batman versus Superman, yeah, and it, it kind of gave us the smell of poo. Um, but the director's cut is a wonderful movie, yeah. and it's kind of hard to judge those two on one set of rules. Like the expansions in this game add a lot of very interesting mechanics. Mm-hmm. They there are some OP uh, expansion factions. Time travelers, time yeah, travelers, time traveling bear yeah. cavalry. God, uh, a bunch of them. But then, does that help the balance? There's still dead factions, like factions Mm -hmm. that people just don't enjoy playing. There definitely is a balance issue. Um, I think, like, what a lot of you guys are touching on when it comes to the OP things in in this game, or really any game, is the action economy. How many actions you're able to do in your turn, outside your turn, and, you know, a lot of the most powerful things, uh, powerful factions in this game absolutely break that. You're supposed to have play a a card, uh, you know, I mean, play a monster, play a action and then your turn's done uh, a lot of the most powerful ones have things that happen outside of your turn or allow you to keep doing things over and over and over again and no matter what your game you're in be it like a video game an RPG or, or what game like this whoever has the most actions is almost certainly going to win it like so, breaks the system. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's, I mean, there's something to that, but there's also something to be said about the the strategy within. Uh, so there are certainly factions that are way better at handing out just action after action. Time travelers, wizards, mm-hmm. minion after minion, as we saw with zombies. Robots. Mm-hmm. Robots will also just drop minion after minion after minion. Yep. And uh, so there's there's this balance not just in the factions, but in that sort of action economy thing you're talking about, where some are heavier actions, some are heavier minions, and most of them find somewhere in the middle. While I think the idea of potentially playing actions on someone else's turn, just generic actions on someone else's turn, would do a lot for this game. So that, one, I'm not just sitting there dead while someone else is doing their turn. I can go, wait, what are you waiting for? What are you going to do? Player Done. Player engagement yeah. leading to way exactly. bigger player immersion. Yeah. Right. Well, the at the same time. Round yeah. And it, you. yeah. And it allows for this much greater amount of depth with almost no rule change. My issue is almost any deck builder. Yep. And just to uh, attest to the whole action thing that Justin said and that you said, your whole hand was, Milk's whole hand was actions. Like, yeah. he ended up winning the game. Yeah. Like, by the end. The field. <laughs> well, some of those actions are zombie related. Exactly. Like, and so it's like, I'm going to just play this for my damn graveyard. Damn zombie actions. <laughs> play this for my graveyard and that for my graveyard and that for my graveyard and then just drop this so I can put ninjas everywhere. Damn it, he hid them in the horde. We weren't looking. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing that I've noticed, and this also did not pop up on this game, um, but it has popped up multiple times before, there are simply simply some factions, and I'm going to look at one in particular, that is simply not fun to play against because their turns take forever. Can I guess? Can I guess what it is? you can't. But I know it. Can I... Can I get... It's wizards. Dinosaurs. Oh, I was yeah. going to say, no. we could all say it at once. One, it's... two, three, wizards. Nobody said it. Wizards. So many things with wizards are like, hey, get an extra action, get an extra minion, get two extra actions, and it's their turns take forever, and especially because of what Billy said, saying that there's nothing you can do on other players' turns, you're just sitting there like, all right... Uh, I'm going to go grill some hot dogs. Uh, I'll be back in 20 minutes and your stern will will still be going on. And people aren't paying attention at all. You tune out so immediately during a wizard's turn. It could be like, (laughs) play an extra action, play three extra actions, play two extra minions, flick Justin on the nose, tell Billy he's kind of overweight, keep playing more minions. Apologize to Billy for that comment. It was out of place. (laughs) Thank you. Play an extra minion. Sorry, I tuned out. Ben Stiller <laughs> was, on hey, the, was on the whoa. TV that's playing Avatar repeatedly. <laughs> and he was, like, shaking maracas and, like... This isn't in somewhere. the game. It's happening. Yeah. Okay. Ben Stiller movies is not a faction. <laughs> oh, oh. It should be. Like, Night Museum Guard, <laughs> Listen, Cable Guy's we're gonna, Friend. <laughs> we're going to eventually get into how to improve this game, and I'm confident that's going to be one of so the things. So I want to I ask a question to the group. Uh, favorite faction... From the core set, go. 
I'm gonna have to go with uh, zombies. Not because it's OP, but because I just love the art on it. See, and they introduce uh, Tenacious Z, which plays from the yeah. graveyard all the time. And yes, that it kind of lends to the OP nature of it, but like it's just such a neat mechanic. I was also going to go with zombies, but that's because I have a particular affinity to zombie-related cards. I'm also a big fan of horror, so yeah, I, I hear you. I've been playing uh, Magic the Gathering for like 15 years, and basically I have one good deck. It's the zombie deck I've been working on for like 15 years. It's so it's super- block. Yeah. yeah, so I, as soon as I got the opportunity to play Smash Up and I found these zombies, I was like, oh, I'm in my wheelhouse now. I... Zombies is up there, but just for keeping me engaged, my favorite is the ninjas, because the ninjas are the only faction that I've seen so far, at least from the core box, that has, you can do actions on other players' turns. It is the only, um, I think the, it's the only one of the core the box. Core box, yes. Not core box, yeah. Because um, they've got the shinobi, which allows you to just play on a scoring mm-hmm. base. It's just, oh, I'm just going to throw a wrench into everyone's plan immediately. Yeah. Oh, and they, uh, they and adjusted they have, that so hard in the expansions. They have, an, they have a um, action that does the same thing, except it doesn't have to be a shinobi. It can be any monster, or any minion, excuse me. Um, but being able to keep myself engaged because, oh, I'm not sure what's going to happen, I might be needed for this. Mm-hmm. It's like will <laughs> will help me keep me engaged, and I don't want to hear anything about blue right now. It's great. I mean, it's a great way to get points, just to get onto the base and get points. You may not be yeah. winning it, but you're going to be getting it in the background. And you may, in so doing, mess with someone else's potential strategy. Like mm-hmm. I need one point to win. Oh, suddenly I'm in last and get nothing. That's what happened with you us. Get nothing. Um, Good day, I hope this doesn't ruin our friendship, but I liked pirates Sweet. Uh, when I played them. And just because the ninja pirate rivalry that oh, yeah, is from the early 2000s that probably nobody remembers. I remember. I remember. You remember? Oh, I remember. Um, <laughs> I remember. Uh, I the, once uh, DJed a pirate ninja dance and came as a lumberjack. I was confused. <laughs> Jerk. Um, but, uh, like, uh, what was it, Broadside, where you just destroy everybody's minions or something like uh, that? What is it, move them all, Yeah, you I just, think? You just, and you can, like, like when a base explodes, you can just move some of your minions to a new base yeah. and just sort of get that. You can grow over the bases. Also, just single by. best name for a card, hands down, Saucy Wench. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the South spot on. South. She's just so saucy. <laughs> Did, like, Pirates Robots, and that... I think that worked out pretty well when I played it, but because uh, robots is a lot of like, here's new minions, and you can't get rid of these minions, <laughs> and that combined with the pirate ability to move around, you could like spread yourself out over the bases pretty easy and collect points. Hoover up them points. Yeah, just Hoover it. <laughs> just Hoover it. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's that's. That's my favorite faction, I think, Pirates. Um, I'm a big fan of... Uh, uh, let me state again that I've never won a game. <laughs> but I'm a big fan of Sounds dinosaurs. Sounds like you're a big fan of losing. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh! I love it. I can't get enough of it. That's why I do it so often. Anyways, <laughs> I'm a big fan of dinosaurs. I- I'm still trying to, like... If I can figure out another faction that can sync up with them really well, uh, I feel like I-, I might actually have a chance. But I like them because they are, have, like, extremely decisive actions. Like, you put a whole whole lot of points on the board almost immediately. Dinosaurs don't ask questions. No, they don't. They take no prisoners. <laughs> the most intense moment of our game, I think, hands down, is when Justin King rexed the base. With a yeah. plus four. Came out of no... I was sneaking up on that base. sitting there like, Billy's gonna win. There's no way. And he's just like, giant dinosaur! We're like, oh god. <laughs> is that not enough? Here's a plus four modifier on top of that, bringing me to, like, more than half of the points needed to bust the base. And I just kept picturing the scene where the uh, lawyer <laughs> is trying to take a dump in Jurassic Park, and yeah. T-Rex just rips the outhouse off and he just looks up like, well, this changes things. And Billy was in that outhouse. <laughs> that was Billy. You actually played the lawyer in Jurassic yeah, Park. No, People don't know that, that about you. And that, so that was an, another interesting point. That moment actually illustrates the things that we were talking about, mm-hmm. right? Because I was kind of sneaking up on that base. I had dropped three or four minions onto it and then all of a sudden, my turn ends, Tim goes and drops three or four minions on it, Justin goes, drops three or four minions on it, and suddenly I've lost and mm-hmm. can't do anything about it. Yeah, and for, for the dinosaurs too, a lot of them, like, you know, like laser, uh, laser raptors and a few of the other ones, have, you know, bonuses based on how many of the same cards you have in the base. Laser raptors, okay, yeah, you have one, and it's a plus one for everyone, including that one. You will never have a chance to put a second laser raptor on the base, ever. You know, I might have to rescind my point about the humor of this game, not surviving, because you just said laser raptor twice with a perfect <laughs> 
deadpan. <laughs> and that's amazing. <laughs> like, if I want to talk strategically about that King Rex moment. About your <laughs> raptors, sir. Do you have a moment to talk about King Rex? <laughs> or that moment that I abducted your brownie? Have you accepted I, your lord yeah, and savior, zombie lord? <laughs> well, anyways, I like dinosaurs. Moving on. Uh, yeah, if, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head that it's a beer and pretzels kind of yeah, game. That novelty of like of like having those two desperate fa- disparate factions like desperate be your de- desperate. Oh fashion. God! I'm used to writing epic. I just want the mythologies. <laughs> desperate factions. Been writing a lot about desperation. <laughs> and that's the other thing about a beer and pretzels game is that yeah. you're not really meant to do this to it. Right? Yeah. One of the things that we're seeing about all these glaring flaws is because we're digging as far into it as we can get. Yeah, and exactly. beer and pretzels games don't have that. You play it for a little while, mm-hmm. you get kind of drunk, you get have a good time with the novelty, and then everyone goes home. Something I, I do want to mention is table ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game, insanely tableable. It takes so, like, so little time to set up. Uh, and we game quite a bit, and I've mentioned this before, um, that most of the game, like I have a pretty big board game collection, a lot of big boxes, a lot of small boxes, but the game that gets to the table more often than anything else is Exploding Kittens. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, it can fit in my pocket if I'm wearing baggy shorts. <laughs> but it gets to the table just so routinely because it's so easy to set up, it's so accessible. And I think for as big as this box is, this game is incredibly tableable. Mm-hmm. And as definitely being categorized as a beer and pretzels game, this game has a decent amount of strategy in it mm-hmm. that hides there. The idea that the ninja factions, you get more points if you come in second, uh, which I actually did this game for one of the first times ever. I always come in first, and I'm like, yeah, oh, son of a bitch. Because <laughs> granted, you know, bear cavalry taking a ninja temple, sure, there's going to be surprises. <laughs> um but I think for what it is, it offers a surprising amount of strategy. I do want to kind of move on to our like the games we've been playing, but I want to ask you guys a question, and we might have meant how this works uh, moving forward. If you were stuck on a desert island, and you could only take three games, would this be one of them? Would there be other people on that island? Yes, there'll be natives. We'll assume they speak English. I, we'll sure. have to we'll have to teach them how to. So English let's say we games. are all stuck on a desert island, and we as a group have three games we can take with us. Is oh. this one of them? I don't think so. I gotta go with no. I would happen to agree nope. with that. I also think no. I think it's because this game is, and we pointed it out halfway through our playthrough, that most of these games end with us screaming at each other. This one actually kind of crescendoed with us screaming <laughs> at each other, and then petered out very quietly. I'm gonna <laughs> say I'm gonna say yes because I may eventually win a game just by dumb luck. <laughs> right, you still have places. You're the to go. first to go crazy on the. <laughs> but I think I think no, largely because this is a game that's more about novelty, and that kind of light strategy with this humorous aspect, and don't get me wrong, I'm a guy who loves his comedy, but it's still gonna wear off pretty quick, Yeah. and there's not a lot of, sure there's this depth between changing these things together, but pretty quickly you're gonna have played every combination, Yeah. and you can start to see where things are going by turn five at that point. Yep, that's when you uh, come up with new cards, using coconuts and, and whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's my job, man. Yeah. That's Tim, my whole so, deal. So Tim, you're on a desert island, for some reason you've decided to take board games, no food, no boat, none of that. Is this one of them? I don't think so. Right. I, I can see it I would I would take games that would either um, last a lot longer and just to kill more time or something with as he said a lot more um, novelty to it I do that would last longer I do want to mention really quick because I meant to mention it earlier the game was designed by Paul Peterson he did do a really good job with this he's designed all the expansions as much as we're shitting on this game uh, we have played it quite often it's designed or er, publishers AEG uh, it came out in 2012. I just would have felt like a giant butthole if I didn't give the designer <laughs> yeah, right. credit. Yeah. As we said, right? as designers. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's fun. I wouldn't bring it on a desert island, I don't think, because, I mean, depending on how long you're there, I, I imagine on a desert island, you're going to be there for, the like, Swiss Family Robinson. Like, right. you're going to have, like, a hotel. It's Gilligan's, Gilligan's Island. island. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Those yeah. poor people. <laughs> but one of us is going to try to swim off the island. <laughs> die, and then the four of us will have to play Smash Up. (laughs) And I mean, I know I I opened this by saying that I was the filthy casual of the group. I do like games with more detail, probably because I'm a writer. I like like getting into the nitty-gritty stuff when, like, nuance can happen. And that's, I think, I've been trying to get to why I really 
this game didn't really like sell it for me as much is that there really isn't a whole lot of nuance at all. It's all just sort of like I'm this guy and I'm gonna. It's a lot of you and then or and yeah, yes anding. Yeah. (laughs) Taught improv classes, couldn't get the name right. Uh, It's a lot of yes anding. You do that. Yes and. All right. Yes and and then and more. Okay. I think one of the reasons that it wouldn't fit on the desert island is because we're not bringing beer or pretzels. <laughs> we'll have to make Unless it Unless it's made of beer and pretzels, we're I screwed. I guess that's fair. That being said, do you think there are, and I do have a question I wanted to ask you guys. This just kind of popped out of nowhere. Do you think there is a beer and pretzels game that makes it to the island? I think yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the example I would use is cockroach poker. Oh, my God. Uh, hands down. We might end up killing each other. Uh, there might be a Lord of the Fly situation. Did you guys ever play a game? Well, this is a fly. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> Did you guys ever play a game called Beer Money? No. I have not. I heard of it. I've heard of it. Okay. Describe it, it real quick. It's basically... Uh, Drunks fighting over their beer money, hmm. and you play as a guy, and you have all these different tools, and you just beat the crap out of each other with these cards. <laughs> to um, literally, no. Okay. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say I played that game. <laughs> it's like for for a desert island. I mean, I feel like there'd be two things that that would go well. One, games that are so simple and so easy to do, they can just keep going in forever, like we're talking about. And the other one is games that are just so complex that you can just keep making up things forever, like a. Pen and paper RPG. Exactly. This is kind of like in the mid range. Oh, I think D and D makes it on all. Of oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because there's so much to do there. Because you don't need a character sheet. You have sand. Yeah, right. Let me just. Granted, high t- play quick. High tide's gonna fuck your game. Up. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can cosplay it too. Just you know, put some coconut armor on. Or something like that. Well, wouldn't that add so much depth and like urgency to a dungeon when you see the tide rolling in? You're like, what do you do? You're like, oh my god. Uh, 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 <laughs> look around the room. They're like, what'd you roll? A one. Crap. Uh, somebody else do something. I tried. Everyone drowns. Played this game. You're like lying on the beach trying to block the tide. (laughs) No, I just got a plus one sword. Roll the coconut. So, uh, we should talk about how to improve this game. First thing I want to say before we do, I have a question. In the vein of the desert island one. If you're at a party and you've got your giant stack of board games and someone goes, I want to play a game, does this make it to the table? No, uh, and I'll tell you why. And this Mm. goes back to Cockroach Poker, uh, which I'm going to find an excuse to talk about every single time uh, because it might be the best game ever made. Uh, You can quote me on that. I'll explain it real quick. It's not the best game ever made. I just love it because it's adorable. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is simply a bluffing game where all of the cards you have are just adorable illustrations of bugs and toads and flies and cockroaches and whatnot. And you just lie to your friends. That's the whole thing. It takes two minutes to learn how to play and it immediately becomes hilarious. That's always my go-to introduction game because at a party you need to curate your board game experience, which makes me sound like a giant snob. (laughs) Uh, But you do. You have to curate it. And you intro a night like that with something like Exploding Kittens or Cockroach Poker or Skull or Liar's Dice. Mm -hmm. Something that everybody is always engaged in every single turn. And that is actually funny. But the game isn't trying to be funny. With Cockroach Poker, the the joke is just like Justin passing me cards going, it's a fly. I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, it's not. And I'm wrong every single time for some reason. when they get engaged, when they're paying attention, that's when you hit them with the hard stuff. Arkham Horror, something that they can't possibly win. Ghost stories, come on. I don't know if I'd ever bring Arkham Horror out at a party. Guys, let's talk about Lovecraft mythos. <laughs> feel very sad. <laughs> and vaguely racist. <laughs> um, but no, I, I don't think I'd bring Smash Up out if only because our experiences with it have gotten really confrontational. Mm. And that's a mood killer. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I don't, I actually don't think it fills that... It's a beer and pretzels game, but I don't think it fills that social slot for me in games. And I, I really do think board games offer uh, interesting, meaningful choices, but also interesting, meaningful social interaction that is subconscious. So when we sit down to play something like Cockroach Poker, I know I'm going to try to lie to you guys and bluff and whatnot, but the humor just comes from playing the game. It doesn't mm-hmm. come from the cards itself. It comes from the interaction, and you don't get that in Smash Up. 
Yeah, I find that I... Wish I had a, I dropped the microphone. It comes from playing the other players. Audible so. Yeah, and that was oh, yeah. that I find that I enjoy most about this game, is that once I've got my strategy sort of vaguely set up, it's less about playing the cards and more about playing each other, mm -hmm. forcing you to deal with this base while I'm actually taking this one. See, I actually... I didn't, I didn't get that from this, just because... Mm -hmm. You are very much hamstrung by your hand and mm -hmm. the cards you're pulling, so I feel like your play style is very limited. Yeah, yeah. I don't think playing the other players it, is a way to win. It's not. This, this is yeah. this is a, a way to exactly. engage. Yeah. This is a weird thing about the game. So a lot of games like this where, you know, you have to take someone down from the top, there is a lot of interaction between other people, like even if it's just a wink or something like that to, to, to try and screw over somebody else. There was nothing of that in this game. <laughs> or when you say it out loud, hey, don't let Billy win. Yeah. That's, <laughs> well, that's you know. Yeah. But like active strategy. Sure, 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 sure. Um, all right. So if you guys could see a any faction be invented for this game. What would it be? Well, I what? just want to say, I think oh, I would make it on my party list. I think that it would be one of them okay. that I would bring. It depends kind of on the people there, um, you know, and whether they, they're into rules. <laughs> uh, not that it's super complex, but I think it's I think it's fun. Um, and it's like the like the, the novelty of it, I think, will hit for the first time. If I'm with a bunch of people who've never played it before. That's a really good point. I think that I would bust it out and be like, hey, this is a fun game. It will hit hard the first time. And we're probably going to only play one game of it and then move on to something else. But I think that it would be a good event for a party. Rather. First game I ever played. Uh, the reason I bought this game is I sat down. Somebody had some expansions. And I was Ghost Wizards. And I love horror and magic. And I was so into the game. And I was completely just dumped on by somebody playing pirate dinosaurs and I was like this is great mm -hmm. uh, so I completely agree with your point I think it would hit super hard that first time yeah the first time was great we're just so old and jaded <laughs> yeah beyond I remember when I was young and I enjoyed fun sweet summer child <laughs> uh, if you guys could see a faction invented for this game that would kind of add to your immersion. We don't really have to go into the balance of it because that would be just a podcast in itself. Yeah. Mm. Um, I know we mentioned Ben Stiller movies earlier. I, <laughs> I have to go with Jim Carrey movies. Yeah, that was going to be my first thought, If actually. it was like The Mask or Ace Ventura oh or God. even the dad from Liar Liar just like freaking out in the or beating himself up in the bathroom and be like, yes, 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 yes. I'm going to go out there. I'm just going to go out there and say chefs. Ooh. People who prepare food. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just right. like have, you know, some guy was a dodgy hot go hot dog cart, put it down. I don't know what he does. Probably makes one of your, your other, you know, people sick and you got yeah, to cards like else. spitting the food. Yeah. Spitting totally the food. Totally happens. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, I got to think about it more, but I just love the idea of, of playing something matched up with chefs. I just keep thinking of titles for cards now, like order up, uh... Nope, that's it. Uh, apparently, I only thought of one. <laughs> Order up. Imagining like one of those, uh, like a like a like a sushi chef with poison, like a poison puffer fish or something like that. Like yeah. That. And it's just like you know, kill one of the minions on another base or something. You like guys that. ever play a sushi go? It's like a really tiny stop sushi. card game. It's sort of uh, like uh, blackjacky. The the one the faction I was thinking of was uh, like scientists. No, and I don't know if that's already yeah. a thing. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know if mad scientists is a thing. Like something to that maybe you can like take another card's effect and put it onto something or um, like me like a mutation kind of idea. I don't sure. know if mutants are already on there, but like I mean, there's, there's shapeshifters. There's a yeah, like and time travelers kind of goes for the the science theme, like the Doctor Who idea. But I think mm -hmm. like something that can both mess with minion like mess with the the other people's cards and to give you kind of an overarching view of it where it's like i can maybe do something crazy on a base where it's like i, I don't know but scientists would be cool like chemistry and mutation and all that all that jazz dna manipulation mm -hmm. science yeah, science there were there were two thoughts that i had but i think one of them is in one of the expansions and i'm not certain that was mobsters I don't know, actually. Oh, oh I'm not certain, but I feel like that would be 
a very appropriate faction. Yeah. It almost feels like they should have actions where people have to pay some kind of toll in order <laughs> to play something there. I was thinking there. their ultimate action. Their yeah. ultimate action could be steal a victory point from someone. <laughs> like oh, their that's high-powered nasty. actions yeah. being like, mm, this is my next. Oh, it's detectives. Extortion. That's what one of the factions oh, okay. is. There's detectives. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Extortion. <laughs> yeah. Just being able to just extort other players. Ooh, put a racket on a base. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. You're the only one who scores on this base if it scores on your next round or something like that, and then you can just score and be like, yeah, I get, you I get, get first place. Sleeping with nothing. the fishes. Or like you get a cut of the victory points. Yeah. Oh. Like, yeah like you, Whether or not you win, you oh, get yeah, one you additional have, like, victory point for just having the racket there. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that seems like a great way to like uh, uh, get uh, something someone that may not necessarily be winning bases, but another one of those people that just keeps on racking them up out of the yeah. tournament in the background, like the aliens did, where you just get an extra victory point every time you play that card. Uh huh. You know, and the Don would be like cartoon yep. James Gandolfini. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, for me. I got Pauly with the white walls. Oh, <laughs> Wizard monsters. Oh, oh God. God. I was actually Time traveling monsters? I was actually Zombie going monsters. with that. No! <laughs> I'm here to shake down Jesus. Oh, he's sleeping that. with the fishes. Oh, he woke up. Yeah. I was going with Sleeping with the fishes would definitely be a card. Mm-hmm. I was That'll going with mob dinosaurs. Oh, God. <laughs> just that uh, we're here for your protection money, and we brought a fucking raptor. <laughs> no, Rawr. I just want to see like a, a T-Rex in a suit. Yeah. Yeah, like a T-Rex in a suit. Something snazzy. Oh, yeah. For me, uh, I would choose superheroes. It actually is one. Oh, cool. Really? Yeah. I haven't bought it yet because I'm bad. A bad person. <laughs> well, then fine. <laughs> Your ideas are stupid and they've been accomplished already. Fine. Well, apparently the ideas are good and accomplished already. It remains to be seen. Fair yeah, actually. Uh, I haven't played it yet. I don't know what you'd call it, but like, um, like, like archetypal... Um, RPG kind of idea where it's like you could play a bard or a, like a bard. Oh, like high fantasy? Yeah, high fantasy. I think they, they tried that with like a. They gave it some stupid name, but it's basically Game of Thrones the mm. faction. Mm. Um, okay. At first I was like, oh, it's high fantasy. Oh, that's Jamie Lannister. There he is. That's him. All right, cool. <laughs> it's just him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, one. it's Sean Bean. Oh, you destroyed him. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Look, it's a different Sean Bean. Dead? All right, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, shoot him through He's a like book. He's like Tenacious Z, pretty much. Yeah. Did you I shoot him through a book of poems that's screwed up, Christian Pale? Rude. I play Sean Bean. Remove it at the end of your turn. <laughs> <laughs> it can only be played from the graveyard. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I guess we can move into what we've been playing this week. Mm. Anybody want to kick it off? Much as I love the sound of my own voice. <laughs> All right, uh, screw you guys. Okay. Uh, I've been like playing... Anything? Yeah. An unrealistic amount of Arkham Horror, the living card game. So much. I would I could go on a giant rant, but I won't. I uh, just picked up the Path to Carcosa expansion and spent like two hours today just reading about investigators for that game. Just going, ooh, quick rundown of what Arkham Horror, the living card game is. It is sort of a reimagining of Fantasy Flight's old Arkham Horror, the giant, giant box game, which turns out wasn't the subtitle for that game. <laughs> Um, where you play as an uh, an investigator, an investigator, you un investigate things, you uh, but you play as an investigator and you kind of just navigate through Lovecraftian mythos. I cannot express how wonderful that game is at telling stories. The entire game is progressing through these act and agenda cards that are literally pages of a book. I still gotta play that one. It's wonderful. Yeah. I'm absolutely gonna subject all of you guys to it, <laughs> and then we can hopefully do a podcast about it because yeah. it's wonderful. A lot of cockroach poker, because it's just the best game ever. We've been playing a decent amount of Out of the Abyss, the uh, 5e module, is that what they're called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I almost called it a nodule. <laughs> a nodule. Uh, you know, the, the, like, the, the 5e button. <laughs> um, a lot of Out of the Abyss. It's been super excellent. We can talk about that, I guess, probably on a different podcast. <laughs> yeah. And uh, how Tim decided that it was a really good idea before a boss fight, just blow up the whole party. Oh, God. You know, like you do. Just one time. Or how we Jason, survived. Yeah, or how Jason's crowning moment was becoming a potted plant <laughs> and being oh urinated on. Oh. Yeah. yeah, by it. 
D&D. You'd think that, you'd think that, like, dark gnomes, or was it, and rock deep, gnomes, deep gnomes, gnomes and rock gnomes would get along, and then Topsy and Turvy do not, like, moxie. I don't think it's all. about, you know, the race. No, what's I great is that about... you're controlling them, so there's a bit of, like, <laughs> there's a bit of introspection there of, like, yeah, he pees on the potted plant. I was you like, wait, him in the face. Well, you, uh, it was trying, he didn't give me the, what is it, the, the boosty? He didn't give me the boosty. <laughs> if he had just given me the boosty. He denied you the sacred boosty. Granted, I was playing him at the time. <laughs> but you established how their characters I don't did. like Moxie, and I'm I not did. just going to, like, use them to my favor. I do here. appreciate I'm, that. Yeah. I respect that. That's yeah. good. That'd be hard to work in story-wise, but, like, we all took a nap, and we cuddled, and we woke up, right. and just put our differences behind us. <laughs> yeah. like, well, now they're dead. It also... <laughs> Didn't know, he turned animals. into a were-rat right after I stepped on his face. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that happened. Yeah. I actually think it makes more sense I think that so. the rock gnomes and the deep gnomes don't like each other because... It's a West Side Story kind of Elves thing. and the drow don't like each other. The dwarves and the dwergar don't like each other. So it makes perfect sense that the deep gnomes and the rock gnomes wouldn't get along. I don't think anything likes Moxie. I think that's the issue. Is that how you say it? Dwergar? Dwergar? I've been saying Duger, uh, and I just I knew it wasn't correct. Well, D U E. So I was just thinking like Duger. I knew I wasn't gonna get it right, so Roger. I was just reading Duger. the ad. No, not book going. It's definitely Duger. <laughs> <laughs> and then, granted, this is a board game podcast, but I've been playing uh, just an inhuman amount of Ultimate Frisbee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it counts. It totally yeah. counts. Yeah. Yeah. What do you? Yeah. That's pretty much it for me. I have been playing. Very little recently, actually. I've been working so hard. Shame. Yeah, uh, but Shame. what I have been playing a lot of is Rome Total War 2. I thought you were going to say the game of life for some reason. No. No, I've been playing <laughs> real deep. Just by yourself. <laughs> I've just been playing a lot of Total War because I'm a guy who loves strategy and military existence and Rome. So being able to play as Rome and save them from collapse and do using things. And, and using the military like an actual general is it's everything I want out of a game. I love watching <laughs> Billy play Rome Total War. Some of those fights are intense. Yeah. I was just yeah. thinking the best birthday gift for you would be like destroying society so that you could build it up in a Rome-esque way. They're like, yeah, this has been done it's in, in, uh, in Fallout New Vegas. Dude, you forgot my birthday. No, man, it's a surprise. Push a button. They're like, I've destroyed the infrastructure of society. For you. Yes. <laughs> what are you been playing, Bill? Uh, I have been playing uh, I've in uh, Alan's Out of the Abyss game. I also have a uh, weekly... Can, I just, can, we just, can we just use our nicknames? It's so much easier. It really is. It's true. It has been what? like nails on a chalkboard to say Tim... Oh, crying in a river. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't realize. This. I said, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've all known each other for a really long time. <laughs> Tim is milk. I'm shoelace. Get over it. <laughs> Billy know. is actually still Billy. Yeah, yeah as it turns out, that's not even close yet. to my name. What, so does it say in the, what does it say in the, the Opaland book? Does it say Billy? No. It says Andrew. It does. Right, so it's not yeah. a secret. <laughs> all right, cool. Huh. I also, You'll have to buy the book and find out. <laughs> Or to discover Billy's or real or name, purchase Opaland Destiny yeah. Rising. <laughs> and on Amazon. And drive through RPG. Yeah, that's the one. Drive right, I should know where to find it. <laughs> here in this apartment. <laughs> drive here. Yeah. I, I, similar, oh, you I also have a uh, I have a t- uh, another Dungeons and Dragons game that's playing Tomb of Annihilation. We're mm-hmm. finally in the final temple. Uh, I always find it interesting because I entered that temple as a male, and I'm currently in that temple as a female goat hybrid. Boy, if I had a dollar for every Daddy. time. <laughs> and it's just one of those weird experiences, and it's just so large and expansive, and I'm kind of over it. How large is it? It is so large. <laughs> Huge. I don't know. I don't have anything. Uh, I tried to tee it up there, man. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. It I, could be called Big McLarge Youth. <laughs> wow. Wow. Right. Uh, At I've least you tried. <laughs> I've also My brain been... went to the most inappropriate play. I, you know what? <laughs> oh, well, I, I also have been playing, um, with Julius, I've been playing Arkham Horror. Um, so better, much Arkham Horror. For better or worse. Um, sometimes it just doesn't quite work out so well. Do you, have a, do you have a favorite moment, uh, a like quick anecdote from that game? Because I definitely do. I, what we did recently, we slew a god. We did. We shot. Uh, no spoilers. We shot a god to death. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we shot a god. Not in well, our no, game. You we shot did. a god. I just evaded him a whole bunch. 
My favorite moment has to be uh, running out of the casino, and I'm playing a female socialite rogue with two guns in hands. We are completely swarmed. There are monsters in the casino. There are mobsters in the casino. Milk's playing a librarian yep. in a car, just going, we need to leave. We need to go. There's no hope. We're just All is lost. It just It's on fire. Get out. And I was like, okay. And then I shot a rat in the face and then followed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you do. I was like, priorities, though. Yeah, Come on. I'm a so- they're going to talk. My reputation is important. Yeah, that's... That, that kind of leads to our week because I have also been playing uh, uh, <laughs> Arkham Horror with these to a separate game, and we have not been doing well. We we're, we're all dead. Yes, we're, we're all dead. No, we are dead, and the world is taken over by an elder god. <laughs> that's how you want that oh, to go. That's that's the opposite. And then everybody. <laughs> want that oh, 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 I get the other thing. Yeah, right. Right. Okay. Sorry, God bless us. Every that's day. right. And then uh, all the who's join hands. <laughs> and summon. And Yog Sithoth's And Yog Sithoth's heart. Yog Sithoth's horsey sauce. Yes. <laughs> the Yggdrasil hugged me. And then Yog Sriracha's heart grew three sizes. Elder gods for Smash Up. Anyways. Ooh. Yeah. Was they did an obligatory Cthulhu set. Cool. They did yes. that. Oh, That's God. what it's called. The obligatory Cthulhu well, set. I was thinking mythology, though. Like also different gods. Actually, they like, did. Actually, like, they they did. The uh, Pantheon just yeah. they did the Argonauts. Oh no, I was talking like the gods. And like it, there, I think Norse. I think Zeus is in there. I'm not sure. Yeah. Spite. Even though he, you know, continue. I, well, besides that, I, I play Overwatch. I play Elite <laughs> Dangerous because I like flying spaceships. And I play three separate games of Dungeons and Dragons. One with them. Uh, another was another group of friends, and one was a uh, game shop on Sundays. <laughs> one uh, by myself. My, my, my. I believe my superpower is creating characters that are infectiously upbeat, and Billy just immediately oh murders. Oh my god! I hate every. <laughs> single one of them. <laughs> None of my characters have gotten along with any of his characters. It's going to be a just, completely separate podcast just for that. Just for fun, and because I love seeing him do it. Tim, can you do me a favor and list off big characters' names real quick? Oh, yeah. oh you mean like how we were recently in Slubladot, visiting with Plupluplene and Slubladot? Oh, no, no, I meant names of characters who are large. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, too, though. That, that was Slubladot. Are you talking like Plupluplene? Oh, no, I meant, like, Big McLarge Huge. Oh, Big McLarge Huge and Bolt Vander Huge yes. and Buff Drink Lots. Oh, God, it's like music. Keep going. <laughs> Buff Plank Chest. Oh, my God. Oh, God, that was Bob so good. Bob Strongback. Oh, Jesus. Bob Johnson. Buff Flexington. Yeah, Buff <laughs> I, uh, I had one in one of our Opaland games named John Bigman. <laughs> he wielded a car door and, uh, what was it, a steel girder. Yep, that's yep. right. The inflection is spelt out. John Bigman. John B- J-A-H-N they had to make a Big new, Man. They had to make a new character just to have the inflection. <laughs> John Bigman. It's like a Prince symbol over the... Uh, John Bigman. The artist formerly known as John? <laughs> no, it would be like J-A-A-A Prince symbol H-H-N. John Bigman. <laughs> Is that how we're going to end this? Just saying John Bigman over and over? Yeah. John, but should have John, oh my God, Bigman. that yeah, is just yeah. fading John out. Bigman. Executive John producer Bigman. Dick Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> he has nothing to do with this, but he's the exec producer now. Oh, you didn't know? I have been replaced. <laughs> he's well, doing all our edits. There's going to be yeah. a I, lot I mean, of just, long, uh, sullen I've shots of ice tea. I've been playing d too. Uh, I've been playing a lot of D&D. Um, on my own time, I'm in a similar situation as Billy. I've been playing the game of life quite a bit, um, which is probably the most vexing game of all. Um, but uh, fantastic graphics, though. Yeah. Oh, really yeah. HD quality. Uh, Although I have found a couple of texture seams. <laughs> Go to the doctor. <laughs> that uh, happened, actually. I walked out of my uh, SCAD building in, like, junior year, looked up at the sky, and went, I see a texture seam. No, I need to go to bed. <laughs> should have gone to the doctor then as well. <laughs> There is no screen tearing in real life. You should get your eyes checked. <laughs> uh, I've been playing a lot of Morrowind, too. I, I just got back into that because, uh, you know, I, I, I grew up... I kind of came in after the Morrowind era. Yeah, I played more Oblivion and more Skyrim. Mm. And the... You know, we were talking about depth before. Morrowind, I think, out of the oh other other two, has, like, way more depth. The only problem with it is, like, to hit anything, you have to try, like, 50 million times. It's like, not just as much jumping. Rapid clipping. Rapid, bleh, rapid clicking to attack anything or do anything. But other than that, like, the story and all the characters and stuff. Like, yeah, I find that Morrowind has the strongest system. Oh, my God. It's it's, it's clunky and difficult to get into, and the yeah. graphics are, leave a lot to be desired. But if you can get past that, 
that and you're yeah. there for the system, it's there's so much. I, I think, think if they updated Oblivion's combat mechanic and, and yeah. jumping oh game of all time, yeah, well, there's jumping in Morrowind, but it's, it's more just, forward. I'm just saying, if they get good at jumping. Oblivion's <laughs> always gonna win the win the contest of uh, of Leaps. those games because you can just be the best at jumping. Got, Not yeah. good, the best. You can, you're the best at jumping. Same mm-hmm. thing for Morrowind. Yeah, but again, it's still more forward. Morrowind is more of a test of patience for me too. Didn't get this. Maybe if you just have to get the scrolls of Icarian flight. Yeah, and then well. just. Wow, that was probably... said with such a high brow. Yeah, well, <laughs> it turns out the Elder Scrolls crash. Oh, I'm sorry that you didn't find this one scroll that I found in this enormous world, Billy. That seems like a shortcoming. You know what's part. actually funnier about that? That scroll is a trap. You get yeah. just enough to get into the air and not enough to land. He's choking, choking back the Akbar quote. Yeah, if you have another one, it do gives it. you three. So you can hit it once, then you hit it again to land. But if you hit it that third time, you're done. You're That's it. Yeah. Um, but uh, on that note, we could probably do our, an, our, an entire series of podcasts on the, uh, the Elder Scrolls. Series. Sure. Oh, we, have, we should. Uh, we've been talking for an hour and six minutes. We cannot do yeah. a video game podcast without me forcing you all to talk about Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> okay. Oh, fine. No we problem. can do this. We, yeah. we can do this. Yeah. Uh, that being said, we don't really have a solid outro. So, uh, Jen, Jen Big and just Jen, Jen Big Man. Jen, Jen Big Man. John Big John Big Man. John Big Man. John Big Man. John Big Man. John Big Man.